0: welcome to all our listeners of Srimad Devi Bhagwat now we shall listen to chapter 5 episodes 32 and 33 here Raja Surat and Vaishya Samhadis stay at Muni Sumedha's ashram Janma asked Muni You have told me the most wonderful story of grandeur and magnitude of Devi Jagadamba. O kind and compassionate one, now please tell us what was the first to propitiate the Devi and please her and receive her benevolence. Brahman, O auspicious and fortunate one, please also teach us the procedures and protocols for worship of the Devi. Pujas and homas. Sutji says Vyasthi was pleased with his question and began to tell Raja Janmaje and the Majesty the venerableness and the importance of worship of Devi Bhagavati Mahamaya. Vyasthi says in ancient times, during the Swarvoshit Manvantar, fourteenth part of the day of Brahma. There was a king named Surat. He was a very large-hearted and generous. He was always concerned about the welfare of his subjects. He was honest, truthful, performed his religious duties faithfully, respected the Brahmins, honored his guru and loved his wife. He had no enmity with anyone. He was an accomplished warrior and was always protective towards his subjects some Michas came down from the mountains and challenged him these men of low birth and character came with their strong armies consisting of elephants horses chariots and foot soldiers even though the barbarians were not so well versed in war tactics as king surat by the hand of fate he lost the battle sadly He returned to his fortress. It was very strong and safe. But when he reached, he found that the enemy had subdued all his ministers. He began to think whether it should be better to hide in the fort and wall for the enemy to leave or fight. There was no use discussing with the ministers as they had already gone over to the enemy camp. In fact, he feared that they would betray him and hand him over to the enemy. These dim-witted ministers could easily be bribed. For the sake of wealth, a greedy man will betray his father, brother, friend, relation, guru, and even a Brahmin. My unprincipled ministers have gone over to the enemy camp. I can never trust them again greatly saddened king surat got on to his horse and rode out of his kingdom he had no attendant with him he found himself in a dense forest he remembered that at that distance of three yojas, there was the holy ashram of the famous tapasvi muni sumeda he went there the beautiful ashram was situated on the banks of a river it was surrounded by trees and birds flew freely without fear of being shot the sweet notes of the coil mingled with the chanting of the students hundreds of deer roamed the gardens were filled with fruits and flowering plants all living things were enveloped in the fragrant smoke of havens and the constant sound of the reading of the Vedas made the place more beautiful than heaven. The king felt the peace and without hesitation decided to rest there. He tied his horse to a tree and went inside the ashram. Sitting on a deer skin under a salt tree, he saw Muni Sumeda. He was instructing his students in Vedanta. Constant tapasya and had made his body lean, there were no signs of ego anger or any other emotions on his face he was a truthful man who honored his promises and spent most of his time in atmagnan that is meditation on the self the king felt the greatest respect for the muni and prostrated himself before him and offered satsang pranam satsang with the whole body touching the earth that is Satchan. His eyes filled with tears. The Muni accepted his situation and pronounced May you prosper. Then he accorded him the rituals of welcome. Water to wash the feet, water to rinse the mouth, water to drink and seasonal fruits. Then he inquired his name the place from which he had come and the reason why he looked so perturbed. Tell me the purpose of your visit. Even if your desire is impracticable. I will try to help you. The king said, I am Surat and I am a king. I have just been defeated by the enemy. Therefore, I have left my wife, palace and kingdom and come alone for refuge. Now, whatever you advise, I will obey. There is no one else on this earth to help me but you. Oh, great Muni, it is your nature to protect those who come to your feet. Please help me. Muni Sumedha said, Maharaj, please stay here and have no fear. Tapasya is so powerful that even the strongest enemy will not be able to come here. Violence is forbidden here. You must now live like an ascetic. You will live on thin rice fruits and tubers Vyasti says the Muni's words pacified the king he lived a very frugal and holy life in the ashram one day he suddenly became depressed he thought of his palace and his family there these mechas who have low desires have snatched away my kingdom they must certainly be troubling my subjects my elephants and horses must be starving with inadequate food and water and cruel treatment all my subjects whom i nurtured must now be ill treated by the enemy all the wealth of my kingdom must now be going to the gambling dens and liquor shops king surat was sitting under a tree and sinking into sadness and despair when a trader arrived there he sat beside the king the king asked him who are you and what was brought you down alone into the forest anyway do you look so sad tell me when two people walk seven steps together they form a friendship why do you look so sad the Vaishya said, friend, I was born in the trading community. My name is Samhadi. I was very wealthy. I am also dharmic. I never tell lies. I do not covet anyone's property. Still, my wife and my son are very greedy. They have branded me a miser and pushed me out of the house. Having been disowned by own my own kith and kin, I have renounced with great difficulty all my possessions and come to this forest oh honorable one who are you you appear to be very blessed tell me about yourself the king said i am surat and i am a king barbarians have plundered my kingdom and my ministers have and my ministers have betrayed me deprived of everything i have come here to live now that you have come I'm lucky to have a friend. We can both live here and pass the rest of our lives. The Vyasji said, "My family must be helpless without me." Sorry. The Vaishya, the Vaishya said, "My family must be helpless without me. They must be facing great difficulties in my absence. They must be very sad and worried." about my disappearance i am constantly anxious as to whether my wife and son are happy or not oh king when will i ever see my son my wife my home and my friends and relations again all these household worries are assailing me and i cannot be at peace king surat said those vile and wicked friends of yours pushed you out of the house what happiness can you get in seeing them family and friends family and friends who cause pain and grief are considered foremost enemies come into balance calm your mind and live here in peace vaishya said rajan i cannot detach myself from these family ties even though they all have ill treated me the king said i was also worried about my kingdom and my subjects but the muni but the muni is so peaceful and self satisfied let us go to him and ask him a remedy that will cure our sorrow vyasi says the king and the vaishya went to the sumeda muni who was sitting on a mat under a tree the king humbly bowed his head they he said before the muni and began to speak Raja Surat said, "O oh, Muni, I just met his Vaishya in the forest. His wife and sons have chased him out of his house. This separation is causing him great sorrow. I am also in the same state. I have lost my kingdom and my mind cannot rest in peace. I keep thinking that my elephants and horses must be starving and my subjects must be getting ill-treated. All the wealth of the kingdom must be getting wasted in gambling and drinking. Because of these worries, I do not sleep at night. I know that this entire universe is an illusion and in spite of this, my mind is ensnared and cannot settle down. Who am I? What is a horse? What is an elephant? Who is a son and who is a friend? Why am I worried about them? This is a delusion and yet I cannot free my mind from these worldly allurements. What is the reason, Swami? You know everything. Please tell us the reason why we are trapped in this ocean of illusion. Vyasji says, Rajan, when King Surat pleaded thus, Muni Sumedha began to impart the knowledge which removes worldly attachments and sorrows. The Rishi said, Rajan, listen carefully. I am going to tell you what causes attachment and spiritual ignorance. It is Mahamaya who puts all beings into the trap of illusion, of mistaking the unreal for the real this is known by all all things are under the influence of maya gods mortals demi-gods, nagas Rakshasas, gandharvas the trees the plants the animals and the birds it is by this influence that they get into entra- entrapped and attached to the world in the human race you have taken birth in a kshatriya clan which is of rajaguni Temperament, even wise and learned men fall into this disillusionment. Vyasji says the Rishi went on to describe the Shakti, the importance and attributes of Bhagavati Mahamaya. King Surat said, Bhagwan, please be gracious and tell us the description of Bhagavati Mahamaya as well as her power and majesty. Also kindly tell us the circumstances that cause her to manifest and where she abides. Describe that place to us. Sumedha Rishi said, Rajan, this Bhagavati Mahamaya is eternal and uncreated. She is constant, ceaseless and immutable. She is unborn. She is the causal of all causes. She is the supreme spirit who abides in all living things. If she withdraws from consciousness, then the being becomes as lifeless because in all living things she is the attention, that is chitta, shakti. She appears and disappears only to fulfill the prayers of the gods. When the devas and mortals worship her and sing her praises, then to remove their sorrows and difficulties, she manifests at her own accord and with her different shaktis she fights with evil forces. O king, unlike the other gods and creatures, she is beyond the control of destiny or fate. This is the absolute truth. She is free and self-contained. Kala dare not come even near her. This whole creation is only the known quantity, one visible aspect of her splendor and majesty. Brahma and all gods are non-doers. They are only witnesses. After creating for her own will and pleasure, she then establishes Brahma and all the gods in her respective functions. They are spectators to her glorious actions and then follows the great dissolution. Here again the doer and the enjoyer is Bhagavati Jagadamba. It is through her grace that Brahma, Vishnu and Shankara received their Shaktis in the form of Savitri, Lakshmi and Girija. Even though they have been given the status of gods, Brahma, Vishnu and Shankara constantly perform puja and meditation at the holy lotus feet of Bhagavati Jagadamba to please her. Creation, preservation and dissolution is entirely under the will and control of Devi Bhagavati Jagadamba. Rajan with My very limited knowledge, I have tried to describe the grandeur and majesty of Bhagavati Jagadamba. It is impossible and also egoistical to try and fathom the depths of this almighty, all-pervading and all-powerful Devi Jagadamba. Our Shat Koti Koti Pranams to Devi Jagadamba Namaste to all our listeners of Srimad Devi Bhagavat. Have a blessed day.